Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. You're listening to Rabot & Co. here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Now, here's Louis Rabot. All right, 11 o'clock hour on a Friday edition. TGIF to you and yours. We got you through the week again here at ESPN 680, 105.7. Rabot & Co., Louis Rabot, Zach Cantrell hanging out with you until noon. Bobby V after us, of course, roundtable. They'll have the mixtape for you at 5.30 today. Take you well into your weekend as well. Uh, let's not waste any time. We'll get straight into it. Four derby preps this weekend, and one of them is happening on Long Island. It is the Withers. He is Matthew DeSantis at Fail to Menace on Twitter. He's with Naira. Matthew, welcome back, man. We're making this regular thing, and I'm not mad about it. Uh, same here. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate you having me on. And, yeah, definitely an exciting week up here at Ozone Park. We're going to have nice weather on Saturday and a couple of really nice stakes races, including the grade three withers. There you go. We'll talk to Boggan as well uh, before we get you off of here. Matthew, are you aware that people in this part of the country refer to wool caps as toboggans? I lived in the South for 18 years, and trust me, it was quite a shock to me when the first time somebody said, uh, you know, you're wearing a toboggan. And I said, you're not wearing a sled? What is, what is this? Uh, I, you know, I grew up in Pennsylvania, so I'm very yeah, yeah. much so of the Northeastern attitude on toboggan. Oh, man. Well, there you go. We'll uh, pick Matthew's brain about the, uh, the races here. Uh, I was having the discussion on our podcast last night, Matthew, about how it seems – Either the Derby Trail is influencing the Graded Stakes Committee or vice versa, because all four Derby preps this weekend are grade threes, right? And then eventually, you know, we'll get into yeah. another grade three up your way. There's some programming going on here uh, at the station as well. Uh, we will have Louisville basketball tomorrow, 630 pregame, 8 o'clock, first tip on 93.9, and that Kentucky Fish Wildlife postgame show as well around 1030 after the basketball games and, frankly, after all the horse racing tomorrow here on ESPN 680-1057. On the other end, Matt Dinnerman. He's the track announcer at Oakland. We talk to him next. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash careanywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling.
listening to Rabo and Co. here on ESPN 680-1057. Now, here's Louis Rabo. All right, welcome back in. 11 o'clock hour here on a Friday, a TGIF edition of Rabo and Co. here, ESPN 680-1057. Alongside Zach Cantrell, I am Louis Rabo. We're doing our horse racing segment of the week here. We will continue it now with our guy, Matt Dinnerman, friend of the Horse Racing Happy Hour, first time appearance on ESPN Louisville. Matt, good morning. How are you, man? Good morning, Louie. I'm well. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, I have to ask, how is how is Arkansas treating you, man? If people don't know, Matt was the track announcer for uh, several years at uh, Golden Gate Fields in Albany, uh, California, just outside of San Francisco. Recently made the uh, the transition to being the track announcer at Oakland Park, and uh, you have you have gleamed on the podcast about your time in Oakland so far. Has it continued to be very positive? Oh, it's been wonderful. I mean, the town just loves racing. So if you're a racing person, this is a good place to be. And every day, I mean, I wake up excited to go to work every day, anywhere I'm at, uh, working in what I do, but especially at Oakland, just big fields, really, really good racing. And of course, we've got a big weekend this weekend. So I've loved my time. I've met a lot of great people and have made some good friends as well along the way here. So it's just been a wonderful experience. You're one of my favorite people in horse racing because of your positivity and uh, your, you. your 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 whimsy about you know rubber ducks and these kinds of things. You're you are uh, unapologetically Matt Dinnerman every single day, which I very much appreciate. Uh, what has been the meanest thing someone said to you since you moved to Arkansas? <laughs> um, the meanest thing I've heard probably is that we're not very happy that you have an Alabama rubber duck up here. <laughs> That's probably the meanest thing I've heard. Yeah, that probably shouldn't People be there. Are very I'm nice here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that would not go over well. Matt Dinnerman with us. You can find him on Twitter at 3 Colts Handicap. You can find uh, Oakland on Twitter as well. Uh, follow all of their racing and all the happenings uh, down there. Man, another fun card. You get to do this every Saturday now. What a ridiculous uh, <laughs> what a ridiculous sort of thing. What's that? Oh, we only have five stakes on Saturday? Saturday? what's that there's a race with a purse less than a hundred thousand dollars i don't know i don't know how you do it man hey what a gig right the <laughs> what dream, a gig is right say. so we're we're living the dream over here and i mean you want to talk about a great car there's good racing tomorrow all over everywhere the country, that's but right maybe a little biased but i really do believe that oakland is the strongest card out of any of the cards all over the country when you look at the field sizes the quality we don't have a single uh claiming race on the card i mean the it's just a phenomenal phenomenal card there you go uh I, yeah we went over it on the podcast last night and literally there's one purse under 114 or one hundred fifteen thousand dollars tomorrow so there you go sure. uh matt's with sure. us obviously we wanted to have you in to talk southwest stakes we're getting to that point uh in the year where we're trying to figure out which path to the derby is going to most likely produce your derby winner or at least make us some money when we get to that first saturday in may uh, i've been a little down on the louisiana path uh you know the new york path hasn't uh put together a derby winner in about a quarter century since fusaichi pegasus how good do you think this path through Arkansas has been this year? And look, you know, this weekend we're getting into Maycox Bay out of the Stidham Barn. Winstock's obviously making the trip. He's obviously in the Baffert Barn. And so, the, you know, maybe not a, a derby horse necessarily, but I think would definitely consider for the Preakness and or a 10 furlong Belmont Stakes at Saratoga, that sort of thing. How do you think this is shaping up on the Arkansas road? Well, we're definitely in a different uh, different sort of hemisphere this go around because you've got the Bob Baffert horses that aren't really being considered for the Derby. So the way you analyze these horses, I think is a little bit different this year. Um, to be honest with you, I think that it's sort of tough to say in terms of 
uh, which horses have run here, how they stack up against the, the best horses. I mean, fierceness sort of sets a pretty high bar there. I haven't seen a horse like him here in Arkansas yet, but um, I do think that Catching Freedom, who won the Smarty Jones Stakes, is a horse that can still improve. I still think he's learning what he's doing. He's green. Um, we've got a – there's this one horse named Imperial Gun who broke his maiden here by open likes, and I think he's going to be a force on the Derby Trail if they can keep him going well. I think he's a very nice son of a gun runner that's uh, a little bit of a late bloomer, but he is blooming at the right time. Uh, so you've got a couple of those types of horses that are a little bit sneaky, but I think the Southwest Stakes really is going to indicate how strong of a group here in Arkansas we've got to keep. Got a couple of shippers in here, but I know Liberal Arts, for example, he won the Grade Three Street Set. Uh, trainer Robbie Medina, he could run him in a, in a couple different spots, but opts to stick with the sort of Arkansas road to the Derby. So a horse like him, who I like in the Southwest, we'll talk in a little bit. I think a horse like him could very much shake things up or some of these horses that are peaking at the right time. I would say we're, we're looking pretty good right now once again this year. I think there are some horses that have some promise, but at the same time I haven't seen necessarily a, quote, standout yet. Matt Ditterman with us. He's the track announcer down there at Oakland Park uh, in Hot Springs, Arkansas. He'll be on the calls, obviously, today, tomorrow, Sunday, uh, down there as well. Great betting opportunities, huge fields down there at Oakland Park, uh, as he mentioned. You mentioned liberal arts, and uh, obviously coming out of that street sets here, up here at Churchill Downs, going the two turns in the slop. Good chance of rain on Saturday. What does uh, uh, <laughs> weatherman uh, Matt Ditterman think will end up being the track condition by the time we get to that Southwest Sticks? Well, the weather people here don't seem to know what exactly is going to go on by tomorrow. So there's no way. <laughs> At least they're honest. Know. They're being honest about it. So that's we can all we can ask from them. It's, I've learned being here in Arkansas that the weather is just a hodgepodge at times. I mean, we've seen this. Uh, a few days ago, it looked like it was going to pour on Saturday. Next day, I wake up, look at the weather app. It's not supposed to rain barely at all. And then yesterday, I woke up again and looked, and now it says it's supposed to rain again. Not as much as it said a few days ago, but we <laughs> get some rain throughout the car. Right. So at the moment, it looks like we will have some wet weather, but you, you just never know. I remember the first week I was here on a, the, su- the first Sunday of racing we had. It was the second week of racing, actually. We thought it was going to be just a disastrous day of weather. There was a tornado warning, and then I wake up on Sunday, and it's sunny blue skies all day. So there's just no way to know. But right now, the weather is saying wet weather. That's what it's saying on the forecast. Well, there you go. Let's get into this Southwest Stakes. It'll be the 11th race on the card on Saturday, 800K in the kitty there. Three-year-olds, obviously 20 points on the line to the winner uh, for the Kentucky Derby to try to get into the starting gate there. Uh, just a note for folks, if you're uh, kind of tuning into uh, excuse me, into Oakland uh, for the first time, if you ever see a horse running a mile at Churchill Downs, that's over one turn. If they run a mile at Oakland, it's over two turns. And so a horse in here that I'm really fascinated with, who I think is not going to be on many people's betting slips, is a horse called Common Defense. And this is a horse for Kenny McPeak. The eight horse, Julian Leperoux. Frankly, I'm a little surprised at how much success he's having at Oaklawn, only because it's an, a dirt-only course. I think of him as a really good turf rider, a rider, excuse me, up here um, in, in Kentucky. I, I, am I crazy to think that if this sets up for a double-digit kind of horse to, on, uh, tomorrow, or uh, where's Matt Dinnerman sort of leaning? Do you think it's a class race, or do you think there's a chance that we get a horse like a common defense? 
Well, it's funny because common defense is actually my second pick in this race. <laughs> I think we could we could find a, an off the pace type of horse winning this because there's a lot of speed. And I always say it, no matter where you're at, no matter what level you're handicapping. In horse racing, sometimes the best horse doesn't always win. Sometimes sure. the horses with the best trips win. And even though common defense, you could make an extremely strong argument, and it's not a going out on a limb by any means, but you could make a very strong argument. He's not the best horse in this race, but he might get a really good setup. So that's sort of why I like common defense. And I think with that in mind, when you think the trip's going to make the difference, I think sometimes that's when you're going to find prices. So let's just say this on a on paper it looks like a pretty contentious race there aren't any standouts i think the trip's going to make a huge difference and that's why if you landed on a horse like common defense it wouldn't be a surprise if a horse like him just is peaking at the right time and that's another thing about these three-year-olds louis is they can peak at any time they can regress at any time there's a lot of different uh moving parts with these races and partially because you have these horses that at this point in their careers it's a big time for development for them. So some horses, they peak early and they fade off. Others, they just all of a sudden get good. So we could see that from a horse like him. Uh, coming in, the one horse here, Maycox Bay, which, by the way, is a bay in Barbados, if people don't know. How about that? Uh, coming out of a 95-speed wow. figure down there at the fairgrounds. Just a general trend question, Matt. Uh, how are horses translating from fairgrounds to Oakland this year? Their, their form has been very good here okay. at Oakland. They've come here and they've run well. Um, I think it's pretty fair form. I think they need to be respected. I think you could say necessarily that, well, one circuit is very, very much stronger than the other when it comes to seeing how these fairground horses are coming here. But their form is transferring very well, and we've seen quite a few fairground shippers win here. So. I, yes, this is a stronger field for Maycox Bay than what he saw last time out. That was a race taken off the turf. It was a small field. He could on the lead and he boom, play on a wet surface. But uh, I, I think that his form and the fairgrounds form is something you want to pay attention to for sure. Otto the Conqueror comes in here out of a win in the Springboard Mile, which is another derby prep in the mud. Before that, he wins a race in the slop at Churchill Downs, breaks his maiden before that at Churchill Downs. Uh, that's a two-turn, one-miler at Springboard. Is there a chance that Joel Rosario gets the kind of weather conditions and the kind of conditions in general that an Otto the Conqueror can win this race? Well, I think he'll be okay with a wet surface, which he might get. I, I'm a little bit concerned about the distance. I just don't know how far he wants to go. I think Carbone and Otto the Conqueror are sort of in the same boat in that position. Uh, and this is a tougher field, and there's a lot of pace in here. Um, it's interesting because Steve Asmus has actually got, again, Carbone, who is also a speed horse. So uh, we've seen Otto, Otto the Conqueror close to the pace. They may try to rate him, especially with a guy like Joel Rosario, who is a relatively patient rider. So um, we could see some new tactics for him. Um, I think the distance is the question mark. He showed grit in the springboard mile last time out. He's obviously got some ability and some class to him and some grit, but I think the, the, it's a step up in class, and we'll see, A, if he can get the distance, B, also if he can rate and run as effectively rating as he can up on the pace. So there are some questions Otto's got to answer for us tomorrow. All right, so who is your top pick here, uh, since we know that common defense is in the second slot for you? My top pick is liberal arts. I just wish he had a little more foundation in that work pattern. He's only had a few workouts, but um, I think he's going to get a great trip. I think this is a horse that will enjoy distance. 
This isn't the Kentucky Derby. No, it's a mile and a 16th, but he's won it a mile and a 16th. So I think that should be good for him. Again, I think there's a good amount of pace in here to set up for him to come from off the pace. And even though, yes, he may be really geared up in races like the Arkansas Derby or the Kentucky Derby, I just wonder if maybe this horse's class will pull him through with the great trip. I think if there wasn't as much pace in here, I may try to pick him or at least like him a little more second out. But with the projected speed, I think he's the class of the off-the-pace horses. And uh, Christian Torres has the call. He's riding great, so that only adds to the appeal there. So Liberal Arts is going to be my pick. He's 8-1 to one on the morning line. Uh, the chances of him going off at eight to one are probably uh, <laughs> pretty five hundred to one. <laughs> yeah, so right. yeah, 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 it's not happening. Christian so, Torres aboard. He's my pick. Yeah. There you go. I will uh, go with Carbone the seven in this race. Uh, Stevie A. and of course. Uh, Fantastic housewife, uh, Ricardo Santana Jr. That's for like the three people that get that joke listening right now. All right, so let's go to the Martha Washington. Uh, that is the Oaks prep down there. It is the only 20 points Oaks prep on Saturday this weekend. Mile and a 16th on the dirt there. Quarter million bucks in there for the three-year-old Phillies. Denim and Pearls is in here, and the horse that beat her ice cold is not. Last out in the year's end, uh, literally on, on New Year's Eve at Oaklawn. You called that race. Uh, is she the class here? Is there someone who can pick her off in this one? Well, I picked another runner in the race, but on, in terms of speed figures, she, she's the one to beat. Um, I know that Brad Coxmart has been extremely high on this filly, and actually at one point, I think they thought she was probably one of his better three-year-old fillies that they had coming into 2024. And last time out, I do think it was a little bit of a disappointment calling the race, and a lot of people talked to me after about this race. And they agreed. She looked like a winner turning for home. And she opened up, too, and then suddenly stopped and just got run down. I mean, there was no excuse, uh, seemingly no excuse for that race. So I picked another filly in the race. I think if you're a speed figures player, you're going to be very much relying on her to run her race and win. And you're going to see a lot of people single her. Her morning line is six to five, but I just can't take six to five on a runner that got an absolutely perfect trip. Not saying she can't win, not saying she won't win. uh, But with that last run in mind, watching it again, she had every chance to win and she didn't over a mile circuit, which by the way, does play those speed type of horses. And she's going a mile to 16th, which plays a little more off the pace. So, um, I'm using another runner in there, but I wouldn't say that she's not the one to beat. Based on speed figures, based on her class, she's the one to beat. Uh, who are you going to lean on then in the Martha Washington? She's my long shot play of the day. I'm picking Saratoga Secret in there, uh, number six for trainer D. Wayne Lucas, the coach. I just think this filly's really going to like routing. She's by Arrogate out of a Fort Larned mare. Her last race, she did not have a great trip that day, uh, and that was a little bit it was sort of at the quarter pole. She had to steady pretty hard. And I think it cost her momentum and she would have been right there sprinting. And I thought she ran a better than looked race. And I think that's a perfect setup. I think it's a prep for this two turn distance here. And also heading into the fantasy stage later down the line. I think this gal's a serious runner here. Uh, she ran third in the Schuylerville grade three at Saratoga. So Saratoga secret, she's going to be my pick in here at a price. She's 15 to one. And we could very well get that if, People don't watch that replay. <laughs> right. No, there you go. Uh, Ramon Vasquez, by the way, in the mount there, California guy out at Oaklawn for the winter. Uh, did he start in Northern California by chance? 
He did not. No. Okay. Okay. He, he is not. He's never ridden in Northern California. Oh, interesting. Yeah, okay. I don't think he's ever even had a mount up there. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well, there's a swing and a miss for me. How about that? Uh, anybody <laughs> else on the card that you're excited to see run? I mean, we've got Elvis Star coming off of a 100 speed figure in that Raven Run at Keeneland. Uh, will be in uh, the American Beauty Stakes in the race 10. Uh, obviously, you're going to close with a with a huge uh, field in the allowance at the end of the race. Any other part of that late sequence that you're interested in? Well, remember this, Louis. We've got a late pick four, or rather, not a late pick four, just an all-stakes all stakes. pick four, races yeah. eight through 11. Yep. So we're going to have an all-stakes pick four there. We're going to have three pick fives. Uh, we're going to have an early pick five, a middle pick five, and a late pick five. And also, we want to note about the King Cotton Stakes, a fantastic race for sprinters. And the two headliners here, Tejano Twist and Skelly. I mean, these guys are just rocking and rolling. They're very fast horses. Tejano Twist and Deep Closer, who always shows a lethal turn of foot and really has been fun to watch. And I think at five, his last race was a spectacular race. Skelly, number eight. This horse is a very speedy horse. On the contrary, for trainer Steve Asmussen, and even though we have not seen him necessarily beat the best of the best, the Breeders' Cup types of horses, he looks like a horse if he can continue that role, then he may be very well on his way to running in grade one races down the line. He's won six in a row, looking for his seventh win in a row. So Skelly versus Tejano Twist, really a big showdown there with sprinters. And not only a big showdown tomorrow, but also maybe looking forward down the road in big sprint races later on in the year. We'll probably see these guys if they keep running well here at Oakland. There you go. He's Matt Dennerman, 3 Colts Handicap on Twitter. And, of course, you can find all of his calls at Oaklawn Park uh, today, tomorrow, Sunday. Uh, tons and tons of great action there. That card tomorrow is just absolutely fantastic. Matt, good luck with the calls and a bunch of safe trips for all the horses down there, buddy. You got it, Louie. Thanks so much. Have a good one. All right, Matt. We'll talk to him soon. Matt Dennerman down there, Oaklawn Park. Uh, I think he's actually Zach of all people. How about this? So horse racing is a strange animal. It's a very regional sport, right? You got your different circuits in different places. No I've never, the animal. Matt and I have talked probably a dozen times. I've never met him in person. Really? How about that? Hmm. <laughs> it's one of those. So there you go. Um, unfortunately, a lot of the horse racing guests we have on, I just haven't gotten to meet because I just. DeSantis? I've never met Matthew DeSantis. How about that? So basically, this is the modern version of pen pals. <laughs> That's what podcasts are for. There you, there you go. go. I want to thank George and the Baradoes team for bringing lunch by the ESPN Louisville Studios today. A reminder that they have moved downtown and that they are going to be uh, at 301 West Market. So if you want to uh, go check them out at their new location, go do it. And I will say, pizza's been pretty fire since they moved. So no uh, no drop in the quality downtown with the Georges folks uh, down there next to the Kentucky International Convention Center in just a block from the KFC Yum Center. They do have those heart-shaped pizzas through Valentine's Day. Yeah, it's that good Barrow's Pizza. One more segment to go. We'll wrap up the show here. Rebo and Co. will do it next here at ESPN 680-1057. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. 
listening to Rabo and Co. here on ESPN 680-1057. Now, here's Louis Rabo. Ah, yes. Screaming at you at 1140, a tradition unlike any other here, Rabo and Co. ESPN 680-1057. Texter immediately coming down. Just Steele wins the Southwest. I like that. I love it when people send in their horse racing picks. Race 11 tomorrow at Oaklawn is... Uh, is that race and so just steal by the way is the 11 horse does have ramon vasquez for the coach for wayne lucas uh ran really well last out in the smarty jones down there behind catching freedom one the ed brown before that at churchill going six and a half so stretched out first time ever last time really good work in the mud the other day zach down at oakland so if it is rainy Maybe the 11 there, 8-1. to one. I think you'll get every bit of that, by the way, with those connections. So uh, if you are looking for a longer shot, there you go, 8-1. to one. That's a very, very good call. From the text line, 437-9680-UPS, jobs text line. All right, tons of good games tomorrow. Yeah. Including UK and Tennessee on the college basketball circuit. Uh, which one are you – you know, they did the thing earlier of which one would you want to go to. Yeah, and I want right. to move aside – Houston and Kansas, because I think just going to fog is its own, like, all of us want to do that at some point kind of thing, right? Um, So moving that aside, UConn St. John's at the Garden, which, by the way, that might be the one I'd want to go to. I just love watching UConn play basketball. There's going to be about 70% UConn fans, probably. No way. No way. You don't think so? No way. UConn fans take over the Garden. 60-40 St. John's. Okay. I think people are excited about St. John's. They... They know it's not right now. It's not this season that it's going to happen for them. But people don't. I think people are. But this could be a signature moment if they're it's, able to actually pull it off. Boom! That kind of thing. Yeah, it's Rick Pitino. They absolutely can. Like this could be tomorrow. Could be the game that we look back and say this is when the Rick this Pitino is when and St. John's era really began. Really began. That's right. Yeah, it could be that. Now I expect UConn to win. Oh, I, think, <laughs> yeah. I think it'll be close. Yeah, but I I think one of the things that's going to happen after this season and after two or three more years. Danny Hurley, man, he's he is wound so tight. I always worry about guys like that. Is he going to burn himself out? Yeah, that's exactly right. And frankly, I don't want to be dramatic, but do something that really affects his health. Mm-hmm. You know, like you know, really a heart issue, or he just totally flames. Whatever. I worry about. I think he's that intense. I'll put it that way. But I also think he's. If he if he can that's keep it together, yeah, 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 that's right. And and he's frankly reminds me of Rick Pitino, young Rick Pitino that way. Mm-hmm. He just totally wound tight, hates losing way more than he likes winning. Right. I mean that kind of thing. I, he's got that quality about him. I think that game tomorrow is going to be that environment's going to be total fire. I oh, mean, yeah. just absolute fire in the garden. Yep, it's probably going to be the best college basketball atmosphere they've had in the garden since like the old school Big East tournaments. Yeah, uh, Iowa State Baylor's tomorrow. Yeah, that's at the same and, time and as Duke. Uh, yeah, like I, I hate it for that game because I think that game's going to be awesome. I, I, it, these are the kinds of games where you have that multi-screen yep. option on your, I, that I have at least. I'm oh, lucky that way. TV. Yeah, right. Yep, it's fantastic because I I think those two games going at the same time you got to watch both. Yeah, I really do. I think that Iowa State is that good. I think Baylor is underperforming right now, but easily can turn this back around. Scott Drew obviously will have them going the right way by the time we get to the end of the season. They just have one of those swoons that seemingly every good program it has. really does, January man. and February. Like, just, I'm not concerned about it. It's the it. dog days, man, yeah. right? I mean, in, ba- in, in baseball, it's six months from now, and in, and in basketball, it's right now. It just is what yeah. it is. That, that dog Football days is the only sport that doesn't have. Doesn't seem to have dog days. But there's so few games. That's right. 
Yeah, especially college side, right? Yeah, that's right. And so, uh, no, that game's going on as well at 4 o'clock tomorrow. Um, and so, or at 8 o'clock tomorrow, excuse yeah. me. Um, gosh, o'clock. sorry, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Houston, Kansas, 4 o'clock. Thank you. I'm mixing up my games. So, um, let's just go straight up. Forget um, forget batting lines since obviously we can't get those till the morning. Right. UConn, St. John's, your expectation for that game? UConn wins by about eight points. Yeah, I'm going to go. Boy, St. John's, UConn, as far as what that final score would be. Give me UConn like 79-70. Yeah, I think that's about right. About 79-70, I think, or maybe 79-69, something like that. That gets stretched out because UConn makes free throws down the stretch and doesn't show how close the game actually was. Yeah, maybe. Houston, Kansas. Give me a final score for Houston, Kansas. I'm going to say Kansas wins 74-71. I really really want to pick Houston. Yeah. Because I really want there to be a team other than UConn that I look at and I go, that's it. That's it. That's what I want. I want that. Because I don't have another team outside of UConn like that right now. But to be fair to, to, to Houston... They beat Texas Tech at home by 23, by the way. Texas Tech is 5-2 and two in the conference. Yep. They are very good. Yep. Okay, They beat uh, UCF at home by 15. They beat BYU on the road. They beat Kansas State at home by 22. Then they come back, they go to Texas, and they win an OT. I think the road thing is different than the home thing. I'll take Kansas in a close one. Low scoring. I think if they were a neutral court, I'd pick Houston. 66-63. Yeah. That's where I'm going with this. I'll be interested to see what the over-under is on that game. Let's go. Duke, North Carolina. They'll play that game. This one's in Chapel Hill. That means nothing in this rivalry. (laughs) No. But I do think North Carolina's a better team. Yeah. They're at home. Uh, Duke has actually played better as of late, it needs to be said. Uh, Nothing gets you going better than a bunch of... Made up bogus calls against Clemson at home. <laughs> but I don't know how good Clemson really is. Yeah. And they really struggled with Clemson. Give me North Carolina. And frankly, give me North Carolina by about a dozen. Yeah, I'm kind of thinking North Carolina wins like 86-78. I think it's going to be a relatively controlled game by North Carolina. I think they're the better team. I think the size is going to be a difference. Armando Baycott, I don't think Duke has anybody that can match up with him physically. And the three-point shooting's gotten better for North Carolina as of late. Maybe yep. the best rivalry in all of college basketball. Maybe the best rivalry in all of college sports up there with Ohio State, Michigan, and Alabama, Auburn. It, this game never disappoints. It never North does. Carolina's going to win. Right. I think Carolina wins. Wouldn't surprise me if Duke wins a rematch in Cameron, but I think Carolina gets it done here. Wouldn't surprise me if Duke won tomorrow, I'll be very honest. No, it wouldn't either. Just this, it is, it's, it's the best kind of rivalry, Zach. You go into the game, you don't really know who's going to yeah. win. That's and why it's one of the best rivalries. If you would have asked me two weeks ago, I would have said North Carolina by about 15 or 20. Okay. Now I'm saying... Duke has played well enough recently that I think this game will be competitive, but I think North Carolina will win. Yeah, give me uh, give me North Carolina eighty to sixty eight uh, tomorrow at uh, the Dean Dome. All right, so um, let's go. We will do Purdue Wisconsin next for Sunday game. Yeah, that game is at Wisconsin. Cole Center, dude. That is a mm-hmm. that's a fun environment. I've been up there for hockey. Uh, it's a cool stadium. They've got. Say what you want, and I get it. Everybody looks the same in the crowd and blah, blah, blah in Madison. They do the damn thing up there, man. It is loud. It's a good environment. What do you got for this one? I think Wisconsin bounces back. They lost last nice. night against Nebraska. Who was a brutal game, man? That was a tough loss for Wisconsin, but 
Nebraska is one of those teams that's very difficult at home to play, especially this year. Nebraska is a borderline. I think they're going to oh, make, the make the tournament. tournament. Yeah, they're 16 and 6. They yep, won enough good tournament. games. They're going to make it. I think this is a perfect bounce back home opportunity for Wisconsin. Purdue got very fortunate, should have lost against Northwestern, but they shot 46 free throws and Northwestern shot eight. That was really the difference in the game. I, I, this is tailor made for Wisconsin at home. I like the Badgers. I, me, I think Wisconsin wins like a 65-57 kind of ugly okay. game. Give me Purdue. I got it way higher scoring than you do. Give me Purdue in this one. Give me it. Um, oh man, give me like 77-72 Purdue, something like that. I think that they end up going up there and winning the game. I think Nebraska, I think Wisconsin looks back and goes, damn it, we should have won that game in Nebraska because we got to deal with Purdue after that. I think the game against Northwestern didn't show how bad Purdue is. I think it showed how good Northwestern is. I agree is. with you. Okay. Northwestern and, beat them at home earlier in the season. Yes. Northwestern, Northwestern beat Illinois last week. Yes. Like, they've gotten to the point where they beat Illinois last week, top 10 team, they didn't storm the court. That's how good Northwestern's uh, got. Rivalry game, top 10, didn't storm the court. Nope, I agree. Because Northwestern Collins has changed program. the has changed the, the program up That's there. That's right. So, yep. Um, uh, texts are asking if there's going to be a gold book for the weekend preps. Yes, I am putting it together tonight. Uh, we will release uh, the gold book uh, tomorrow for sure. If you've ever gotten the gold book before, goldbookbets.com. Uh, you know, I'll have, uh, I'll have our tech guy... Uh, uh, email out tomorrow morning as a reminder that everything is out there. I'm putting it together uh, this afternoon. I got a pep rally, and then we'll do that. Uh, final game of the weekend is a top 10 matchup uh, for now <laughs> between Kentucky and Tennessee. Uh, game at Rupp Arena. I like that part, Zach, mm-hmm. uh, for the Cats. I think that if this game were in Knoxville, who I wouldn't like it as much. I'll be very clear, uh, very honest. Um, they're going to play Tennessee. By the way, first off, let's do this. What will be the line when they tip off this game? Uh, I'll say UK minus two. Yeah, I was going to go a point and a half. Um, who do you think wins this game? What does the final score look like? I think Kentucky wins the game. I, I do I don't, too. I don't feel that confident about it, but it's tough to imagine they're going to lose back-to-back at home. I think Antonio Reeves bounces back and has a big day. I think they're going to put more of an emphasis on getting him the ball. If DJ mm. Wagner is healthy and is able to play in this game. I think he plays. I think he plays as well, and I think that makes a difference defensively. Tennessee, the rebounding, we know Kentucky's had a problem with it all year, but Tennessee's not really equipped to take advantage of that. I know Dalton Necht is fantastic, but I think Kentucky will be able to get the game out in transition. I think I, I'm not picking them to lose back to back. I think Kentucky wins. I'll say 85-82. I'm with you. I think the the grinding of teeth, the gnashing of teeth, whatever you want to call it, about their home record is is worthwhile and it's fine. But I do think that they're set up not to lose back to back games at home. I agree with you, and I think that this is just one of those games where it's easy to look at them with your brain and come up with a reason for them to lose, and then they could just go out and win like they did at Arkansas last year, and you're like, oh, maybe they're not that bad. And I think that tomorrow's going to be one of those days. If not, uh, Kentucky Fish and Wildlife postgame show around 10.30. Gandalf will tell you why everything in the whole world is terrible. That's right. Except for Mark Stu. Oh, he's going to do that if, if Kentucky wins. Even if they win. <laughs> See, well, where was this against Florida? <laughs> How come we couldn't finish that game out? Gandalf was oh. my guy, but... Oh, he's great. Yeah. He really is. He's consistent, as you say. He's wildly consistent. Yes. There you go. There's something to be said about that. <laughs> you could say something about it. How about that? Bobby V after us. Fast break Friday. Paul Rogers in here. He'll be eating all the pizza before I can get to it. And then, of course, roundtable, 3 o'clock. We'll have the mixtape at 530. Uh, what are you working on this weekend, Zach? Uh, well, I'll be doing the postgame show on Saturday night. So, And then Sunday morning be- hangover? That's right. Holy hell, dude. Are you just staying here? As far as here? I know. Yeah. <laughs> 
I probably should just have a cot here by now, shouldn't I? Bring my old sleeping bag. You know, it's like... You know what? People made a joke about a cot. I think, you know, we've got this room behind the producer room here. Yeah, and what do we do with it? We should have a hammock in there. Yeah. Screw cots. Let's get hammocks. Yeah, get a hammock. I'll take a hammock. (laughs) Little hammock. Why not? A little hammock time on a Friday. Yeah, about that. I'll just... I'll just bring my blanket and sleep in the hammock and then... Have you bet the Chiefs yet? No. I'm waiting for the number to... Fluc- it's fluctuate. Can't- San Francisco's minus two right now. Yeah. Dieter said on FanDuel it was two and a half. They- That's good value there. Yeah. That half point's a big deal. Yep. Yeah. Well, this is one of those games that when you're betting it, you're just betting straight up who you think's going to win. I There's- was going to say, I think that if it's at two, you just bet them to win. Yeah. Because you get way better money. Yeah, right? there's no... I've always said anything under like four. Just bet who you think is going to win. Okay. Because what's the chances that you know in a field goal spread that you're going to win, but the the team you bet doesn't? It doesn't happen. All it's that lower. Often. I agree, but I I do think you know with the Chiefs, you know if it were closer to like three and a half and you got it to like plus one or something. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. They lose 31-30 or something. You know, that kind but of that, thing. But then you covered, just but live with that. What are you going to do then? I kind of agree with you. But I'm also okay with... Uh... <laughs> well, we got a whole week to yeah. discuss, and anybody who thinks it's a boring Super Bowl matchup obviously doesn't pay any attention to the NFL. I think this is a very compelling game. There you go. Um, all right. Well, uh, let's uh, let's wrap up the show then, my friend, and make sure we get Bobby V in here uh, at the proper time. You just we... want to get that pizza, don't you? I have to get to a pep rally. Of all random things to say out loud, I have to get to an academic team pep rally. Shout out to my kids. Competition tomorrow. Uh, going after going after a district title, Zach. You understand me? You don't know nothing about that. How about that? You don't know nothing about no academic team. And that's why I'm using all these triple negatives and all that kind I of stuff. I never made any <laughs> academic teams, that's How for sure. Paul Rogers just walked by in an ESPN 680 t-shirt, and I don't know what to make of that. I love it. I love it. How about that? Got the goat wearing the goat shirt. How about that? Well, I'm Louis Rabot. Good luck with all your bets this weekend, and I hope everybody is able to enjoy the sunshine today here in the Commonwealth alongside Zach Control. Louis Rabot, Rabot and Coke here, ESPN 680, 105.7. We'll be back on Monday at 10 o'clock. Tons of reaction to all the, uh, the, the basketball this weekend. And, of course, next week, Super Bowl week. We will get you ready all week on this show for that. We'll be back at 10 on Monday. We hope you are, too. Have a great weekend, everybody.